Free energy is not free. All life contains energy. Human beings have learned to split the atom because in a single atom there is so much energy that when you split that atom, a tremendous amount of energy is released because in the process of evolution, consciousness condenses as the gunas condense and it condenses into light, into heat, into water and liquid, and finally into matter, into particles. But the same amount of vital force that has expanded in vast consciousness has consolidated into that single particle, that single atom, So that single atom has all of the energy of this vital consciousness condensed into it. So it is not free energy, but it is a matter of releasing the bondage of the gunas so that that, uh, tamaguna does not dominate but Rajaguna dominates. When Rajaguna dominates, there is heat and there is light. And there is energy. So naturally in this world, there is a combination of that which is dominated by sattva, that which is dominated by rajas, and that which is dominated by tamas. So there are varying degrees of consolidation of consciousness into different forms. The material form, the atom, the particle, are simply a matter of the condensation of energy by the binding principles holding it in place. When those binding principles loosen, it becomes a diff- it becomes energy. That which has been matter becomes energy. So it is a matter of loosening the binding principles, and therefore releasing the vital force. But if they are released too far, then. Rajas does not dominate, but sattva dominates. So in the formation of life, the binding of of tamas, the binding of the particle, the coalescing, the most dominant force for constriction, is loosened. There is the expansion of the energy back towards consciousness. It does not expand into light or into heat, but it 
expands into consciousness because sattva is present. Sattva becomes attached to particles or the material universe, therefore forming mind, individual minds formed out of the loosening of the bonds of the gunas and therefore the freeing of consciousness to a degree that it forms mind. Because it is dominated by sattva, not by rajas. But if rajas, if it is released to the point where rajas dominates, then it will be vital energy, energy, pure energy. So the question is, they have learned in the <clears throat> laboratory how to split the atom and therefore release a great amount of energy, not into consciousness, not into life, but into energy. <clears throat> the question is how this process can be done more smoothly, more simply, how energy can be released from the atom without the destruction of the atom, but merely the modification of the atom, as is the natural process when consciousness uh, builds too much pressure inside the atom and therefore uh, breaks free into sattva and life forms. This is natural evolution. But to return to energy is going in the opposite direction. All the energy you want all the energy that you need is here in every atom of this physical universe. It is merely a matter of learning how to siphon that energy off of the atoms without uh, destructive force of actually altering the atom to its breaking point. It can be done. Many living beings across this universe use these various forms of energy for when it is done, there become multiple subtleties that can happen in terms of the f type of energy produced, just as light and heat are produced. Explosion can be produced, but vital energy can be produced. Many different subtleties of energy can be produced. There are different types of energy. And so some races exist on one type or another,
But most advanced races you will find use some form of energy. And so as human beings have evolved, they have evolved to use energy, but their system of energy is depleting and destructive to the environment. So a new system needs to be found on how to produce the energy needed to sustain human life, human mental creativity, and where humans will move with their minds. It can be done. It will be done. Don't focus your energy on your mental thoughts, on who are the bad guys who will take this to use it destructively. There are higher forces in this universe guiding certain principles. And though it may seem that darkness prevails in certain times and that there is a destructive force in the human mind and human psyche that is overpowering and embodied by some people, that destructive force has no power compared to the power of divine love and light. For all exists within the mental frame of that infinite divinity. And with a mere thought, so many things can be washed away. There are beings of great power in this universe who have come to the point where they are not trying to harness the energy of atoms. For in their minds, they hold the energy of the universe. They have great power of destruction and great power of creation. and the maturity and the wisdom to use that power. So, do you think you are alone in this cosmos? That there are no advanced races watching you, guiding you? You are children in this vast cosmological order. And there are those who are much more advanced, sometimes may be thought of as gods, depicted in mythology as gods and goddesses with great powers, who can, by the force of their minds, change things in a flick. There are forms of energy far more powerful than splitting an atom. So you should not think you are alone and without assistance.
The human race is learning, learning, changing, growing. It is a natural process. So never be discouraged, never think that the forces that would be destructive have more power than the forces of light. It is never the case. It only may appear that way at times for a short time. But it is not the case. And know that there is guidance, light, and assistance and that human beings are not without resources to go forward in their evolution. Evolution is both individual and cosmic. There is collective evolution, there is your personal, individual evolution. The yogis say that as an individual entity, you can complete the cycle and move beyond your material existence into sublime being. You don't need to have an energy machine or a, any device at all to make this transition. But it requires a discipline, a discipline of the mind, not only the intellect, but the heart, and the totality of being. You have the capacity to know the vastness of this cosmos. All, all lies within each and every individual. You are like the puddle reflecting the moon in perfect reflection. So within you as a human being lies the ability to know the moon, to know the cosmos, to know all that is. But to know that is not to seek that knowledge outside of yourself, but to go within and know one. And by knowing the one, you come to know all. True knowledge lies within you, in the very core of your being. The record of past, present, and future of all life exists because it exists in the cosmos. And you, like the drop of water dropped into the sea, are part 
of that cosmic existence. But as long as you keep a barrier around you, that holder you put around you that says, I am different, I am an individual, I am separate from all else, that holder that holds the drop of water, the water in the glass, defines it as separate. So when the glass is put in on the ocean of infinity, the ocean cannot be fully known for the water in the glass is contained in the glass and all else is outside of it. But if the glass is turned and the water flows out into the sea, then it is inseparable from the sea and everything that the sea touches, it touches. It knows. So in the sea of infinity, knowledge of past, present, and future abide. In the sea of infinity, all creativity abides, manifesting in the myriad of living beings, in the myriad of complexity of creation, and resolves into the infinite whole in which it exists. So if you want to know more, if you want true knowledge, go within. Go deep within. Where there is no time and no space and no division. And there find the mind of infinite being. There you will know what is to come, what has been, and what is. And there you find an even deeper knowledge than the mere flow of creation. You find knowledge of the essential nature and the ability to distinguish the real from the unreal. For the flow of creativity within the mind of the infinite that you call this universe is but a projection of cosmic mind. It has a relative reality, but the solid reality is the being in which all of this plays out, is the infinite essence of all that is. that all that plays out in the halls of infinity
lies in the quiescent center of being in Purushottama. This quiescent center of being is not only the core of you, the water in the glass, <clears throat> but the essence, the heart of the ocean itself is the ocean in essence. When you flow from the glass, when the glass tips over and you flow into the sea, you flow into this sea which, going deep, has a core, an essence of being from which all that is flows forward and out. All that has been, all that will be, abides within this core and is on the outside of this core. For the core is the core of your own heart, the core of eternal being. The one infinite existence beyond time, beyond place, there is no good or bad. There is no right or wrong. There is no one to judge and no one to be judged. There only is eternal being. freed from the glass into the ocean of infinity, you recognize eternal being as the essence, the core of all the creativity in the universe. For Prakriti revolves her dance, Mother Nature resolves her dance of creation within the heart of eternal being. But eternal being remains ever unchanged, ever unbound by these bindings of gunas, the creative principles of Mother Nature, of Prakriti. Eternal being though it appears to be bound, is ever unchanged. Therefore, eternal being exists in you, ever unchanged, exists in all the molecules and atoms of creation, all the particles, ever unchanged, in the heart 
of your being in the heart of your essence is this unchanging existence. Pure, eternal, immortal, It is consciousness, it is energy, it is form, it is all that is or ever has been. There are times when you have practiced long years of discipline of the mind and when your heart longs for the infinite that this presence, this beloved of your innermost being is just there, just present. You may feel this presence. You may be deep in meditation. You may be out for a walk in nature. You may be with a loved one. But suddenly for a moment, you are whole. You know that truth, which is, and you are in that moment free. You feel love unbound. You feel peace beyond understanding. There is no thought no analysis. It simply is. You simply are. As if you have always been, for indeed you have been. There. Just now. In this moment. Eternal being. Melded into Purushottama melded into the heart, the core of being. Then the moment passes, time comes about again, and you are you, doing what you do, meditating, walking, running, laughing, looking into the eyes of someone you love. Then again a moment passes and you are in the infinite. Sometimes that moment stretches in human time to minutes, to hours, to days, weeks, even years. But it is always fluid. You move into it, and then you appear to move out of it into the body consciousness, the body-mind individualness. The glass dissolves then suddenly there is a glass again. 
around a bit of ocean. Then again the glass dissolves. And then it is noticed. For consciousness remains in body-mind. And so, by the nature of sensory experience, experiences duality. Until such a time comes when the barriers of I and thou truly begin to fade. And slowly, slowly, the duality of these two experiences begins to dissolve into the unity of wholeness that does not change. This is the great potential, the secret hidden jewel in the heart of the lotus, in your heart. This is your unique and most special capacity to move beyond duality, to be in wholeness. Each and every one has this potential. Each of you. You don't have to be some high evolved yogi. It is in every living being. This unitary essence, this unbound essence, lies within you. And you can dip into it. And you may dip in and come out, dip in and come out. This is natural. And sometimes you dip deeper and you come out slower. But this wave is the natural way. These things do not move in straight lines from high to low or low to high. It's not like that. But the more you recognize the truth of the eternal nature of all that is, the unity of wholeness of all that is, the less bound you are. the less you tend to move out of it. The more love you have, the more peace you experience. All right. Namaskar.